0: This is Justina Page, your podcast host. It is Friday. Are you excited? I bet you are. I know I am because we all know what Fridays is. Fridays is the day that I bring in my guests to share their thoughts about one of my purple thoughts. And God knows I couldn't be more excited to have one of my newest friends, John Nichols with us today. Hey, John, how are you?
1: Hey, Justina, I'm well. Thank you for inviting me on, sister.
0: Oh, my God, I'm super excited about this conversation today. It's nothing like honest, transparent people when they speak one to another. It blesses everyone. Now, you guys don't know John like I do, so I'm going to just share a bit about him. John Nicholas is a man on fire for Jesus that has been forgiven much, He started his career in acting and comedy on the secular side. He was featured on Bloodline season one and two and FX American crime story. The assassination of Gianni Varsas. I don't know if I said that right, but you all get the picture. He got his first breaking comedy on the Miami Ultimate Comedian Comedy Competition. I know you crushed it, brother. Then he took a year off from all film and acting to seek what the Lord wanted for his life and his marriage. After after he encountered the International Christian Film Festival in 2018, John witnessed for the first time what it looks like to love Jesus and love film. I bet that was a powerful moment for you, brother. He is the host of Hands and Feet of Jesus show on the Taking Network. He is a speaker, comedian, minister of the word with the first R for men, with promise keepers. He loves helping God's people grow in faith and during the process crack a few jokes. Mary Hart does good like a, a medicine brother. That's yes, really beautiful.
1: Yes, it does. So John,
0: when did we first meet?
1: Well, I met you at Content 2020. Um, uh, we was at the, I went out to Texas during the time that I was filming uh, The Chosen. And uh, we went out and um, I got to meet you and your husband, James, at the film festival. And it was such a powerful encounter because I saw the love you and your husband shared, And um, I know the love between me and my wife. So that, that, that spoke volumes to me. And I remember we, that's when we first met.
0: That is so awesome. I remember too. You just all right with me. My husband loves you dearly too. He said, that man is all right. I said, yes, he is. He's one of them. Anyway. Okay. So everybody knows I'm in love with the color purple. So I call my thoughts purple thoughts. If you could choose a color for your thoughts, what would that be and why?
1: I would choose red um, for the, for the blood of Christ that, that continues okay. to watch me. Uh, his blood um, washes me white as snow, um, so I would choose red. Now, it's 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 bright on me. I don't wear it a lot, but <laughs> I would choose red.
0: Ah, uh, I like it, I like it, I like it, and I like why. Okay, so let's get to it. Um, everybody's here today to hear your thoughts about one of my purple thoughts, so why don't you go ahead and read the thought, and then just tell me your thoughts about it, and let's talk about it a bit.
1: Well, your purple thought that I like that stuck out to me was no matter how difficult or dark it gets, there's always a brighter side. Um, And in terms of talking about it, I know about that. I've been through some some pretty dark stuff in my past. And recently, uh, as I've grown in Christ, I've been through some dark hurts from the, the body of Christ, from Christians that say they're Christian and they end up hurting you, backstabbing you, betrayal. I recently went through that. I went through a narcissistic relationship that uh, I really didn't know. I didn't think that I was uh, being controlled by this person. And it really, it really put me in a weird state. I ended up up finding out I was idolizing that person. I put that person above everything else. I wasn't growing in my craft. I wasn't moving. I wasn't working. I wasn't making money. And, And if you know anything, Justine, about comedians, Depression is not something that we, we hear a lot about. But when a comedian's depressed, you won't know it because he's a comedian. So he cracks jokes or she cracks jokes and you would never know it. But they really hurt on the inside. Yeah. But what I, what I love about that experience, and I say it again, what I love about that experience, see, it's okay to love what God brings you through yes. uh, because you just never complain about the darkness he shared in the wilderness. So I tend to, um, embrace the darkness that the lord leads me through the difficult times the lord de- lead me through but there's the brighter side because the brighter side was he called me to start a fast and i started cleaning up my life and in terms of my health and and growing stronger in the word and me and my yeah. wife together we, we lost over 30 pounds together we put our muscle a brother could fit his skinny jeans again hallelujah Uh oh hallelujah come on somebody i can fit clothes now <laughs> You know, when you're feeling good, when you fit your clothes again. That's right. You know, the, the goal is to get them pair of jeans I had when I was 18. I'm bringing them back out the closet. But, she, but well, you I'm know what?
0: I'm uh, leave 18 alone, but I hear you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? You know, they had that movie called uh, Stella Got a Groove Back. Well, you know, John yeah. got his groove back. And I'm getting my groove back with the Lord. I'm feeling great. Uh The doors are opening. Um, so the brighter side is that Jesus will lead you to where he wants you. But the darkness got to propel you to hear his voice. Yes. And the darkness. And the, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that, John. And, Let's pause for a minute because I want to, um, you know, break apart some of the things you said and also identify with you as well. Um, my husband and I were were we came to Houston for a church. Um, and basically he was in Houston first before we were married. He was a Shell scholar. He had a scholarship through, uh, Shell that paid his way and gave him jobs in the summer. And he wound up at this church that he had a cousin at that he didn't know. Um, a a powerful man of God. I mean, you're talking about an anointed man with a word, blah, 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 blah. We were there for 30 years. And you know, when you idolize someone, they're untouchable. I mean I, I, I know more about what you're saying than you you know about what you're saying. I promise you, and next thing you know, you don't see it as idolatry, but exactly what it is. You can't make a move unless you have their blessing. you can't go out of the square of their mm-hmm. control. I know mm-hmm. all about that. And in mm. 30 years, after 30 years, God just took the cover, pulled it off, and it mm. was so much corruption. That Mm -hmm. we literally couldn't even speak for like three days. We just couldn't Mm -hmm. even speak. It was totally Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Rocked Mm -hmm. our whole world and it made Mm -hmm. us afraid. But again, like you said, there's a bright side because one, you learn about you. So I want to go back to that about learning about you. Because a lot of times we feel like darkness is just something we need to run away with. And we do need to get past it and through it but we can learn in the darkness. Can you uh, speak to that just a little bit? Because I think- that's Well, you know,
1: well, you know that's, I love what you said and I resonate. I'm glad that you know of my situation r- relating to your own because you said something that was just so powerful to me, like where, you know, you went through it and you realized it was idolatry and you were stuck for three days. But, you know, there was a man that was uh, in, in darkness for three days too. His name was Paul. And the Lord did a lot in three days in that man's life and gave him yes. back his vision. So uh, there's a film called Dark Knight Rises, and there's a ah. scene where the character Bane uh, had to tell Batman, because Batman think he knew what, he, what darkness was, and Bane ah. told him, and Bane said, no, no, no. Oh, you think darkness is an ally? No, nah, I was born in the dark. I was molded by it. You see, what this person didn't know, I was born in the dark. I could see into the dark. So what you thought you, 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 you meant to, uh, uh, the enemy meant for harm, God meant it for good. So I the darkness is the best time. You know, when the seed is in the soil, the seed is in darkness. That's but right. the most the most work is being done in that darkness. So when that, the sun comes out, oh, that's that thing is gonna sprout. And that's, that's right. and that and that's what's happened to me. Uh uh, and I'm just I just praise my Lord about it.
0: Oh God, well, we we sprouting together, brother. I promise you. I'm so there with you. So here's a question I have, and um, I think this will help our listeners. Why do you think believers struggle with giving up in the midst of the darkness? Why they can't, don't, or can't press past and come through the darkness?
1: Um, I think because they give too much weight to the enemy's distractions instead of focusing on the deliverer. You know, people focus on distractions instead of the one that is a uh, dominant and divine, and that delivered them from their pain, because it's easier to look at the pain and the and and the, and the storm around you. You know, yes. to focus than to focus on Jesus. You know, uh, Peter right. had that problem. Peter got out the boat, and Peter was more concerned with the storm around him and the naysayers um, that was saying that's a ghost and all that. You know, it was a ghost. It was a Holy Ghost. You know, inside of that man, Jesus instead of focusing on him. So uh, I think the reason why they struggle is because they don't sacrifice. They don't give up of themselves. They don't fast. They don't pray. You know, they want God to deliver them after they finish a Big Mac. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You want God to deliver you. You better eat some manna. I be eating manna sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? You know the sandwiches. Yeah. I get my manna sandwiches on. Yeah. And and the Lord be having me right now, you know? So that's why I
0: think. I, I love it. I love what you're saying. So in our struggles, and I, I'm just putting another addition to what you're saying, a lot of times, listeners, we feel God has to do all the work, all the heavy lifting, and there's nothing for us to do but to be carried from this place to the next place. But it's something we can do about our situations.
1: You Would you agree to that? That there's something that we could do regarding our situations. Yes, absolutely. I mean, God has given us all authority. All authority has been, been has been given unto us. Now, the scripture says that all authority be given unto the Lord, but the Lord says that I, you will do greater things than I, and then greater is He who is in you than He who is in the world. So, we have the very authority of the King of the King of Hope of Glory to speak to that mountain, tell itself to cast itself into the sea. But you see, you got a lot of lazy Christians that don't like to clean up the closet. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of Christians that think that they go to their pastor and let their pastor give them a word. And they walk away and that's enough for them. No, 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 baby. The Lord says to seek me and you'll find me when you find me with your whole heart. Um, but, you know, you got a lot of Christians that won't give up that part of their heart that's tied to the world. You know, so I've learned to surrender through the pain, the backstabbings, the betrayals. I've learned to surrender everything that I got. I'm talking about down to my my pinky toe that don't look right. I gave it all to Jesus. Yeah. And Because of that, because of that, he's he's uh, releasing it all back to me.
0: Isn't that beautiful? I like that so much. You know, I tell uh, my friends all the time, particularly, I, I talk with a lot of people. It's the nature of my business and what I do. I need to Fair go enough. ahead and set me up a, a, a counseling um, business and go ahead sure. and pay for some of this counseling I do. I believe, you yeah, come on. It. But uh, anyway, I tell people all the time. When they're struggling, when there's darkness, when you go through the pier, because God, he, you know, I like this about the Lord. He tells us up front, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you can expect some tribulation. You sure. can expect that's going to happen in this world. You will not mm-hmm. my, uh, there's a chance, but you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome mm-hmm. the world. Not- but Satan is like one of the greatest artists I know. He he mm-hmm. wants your attention. And Mm -hmm. he draws these pictures. And when Mm -hmm. we take a look at those pictures and begin to Mm -hmm. follow what he's Mm -hmm. drawing out for us and Mm lose focus, generally Mm -hmm. we can't overcome the darkness. But I like what you said Mm -hmm. earlier. We could look to him and go toward him. We can make our way out. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts about that?
1: Mm -hmm. He is the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, everybody said that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. They think that's death um partially they're right because see he overcame death and um and we we have to die to self to know more of him so i believe if you focus on the light i mean you look at anything you look at a dark room your eyes are drawn to any portion of light that's in that room but what if you knew that you were the light to to, to light up the room he says that you are a light and you shouldn't put that light under a bushel right. so I, I i believe that believers who are filled with the holy ghost have the, the lamp of, of the kingdom to lead them through any dark struggle, but only if they could know that.
0: That's good. Love it so much. Okay. And I think I got close to my last question. Let's talk about this giving up perseverance peace in our Christian walk. I mean, a lot of us, we're good at believing God. We're good at proclaiming and praising him. But when it comes to holding on, Sometimes we just let go and we give over to what's uh, uh, coming up against us. How can we as Christians
1: build our perseverance? We can build our perseverance by the trials and tribulations. I mean, uh, you know, the the scriptures in James tells you that you're going to you're going to go through trials. You're going to suffer through trials and tribulations. But he tells you, but persevere. And through the persevering, you know, you you, you produce, uh, uh, like you know, you produce like an experience. You could produce a, 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 a just a gift to keep going. You know, um, so what happens is, I believe that in order to persevere, we have to give up of things of the world. We have to start letting go that things are attached to the old man, to the old woman, the stuff that's tied to the world let it go. You know, there's a lot of things I had to let go. I was a man that had to let go pride as a man. I had to let go, um, the notions of things that I wanted to achieve. You know, I had to let go the comedy. I had to let go of the acting. I had to let go the speaking. I had to let all that go. I had to let go of my children. You know, people don't understand that. You got parents that idolize their kids. You got to let go of the things that, that are idols in your life. And when you do that, God's going to give you the abundance of your heart. Amen.
0: Amen. I know it happened for me. I remember many years ago, I got saved on a college campus. Um, and that's a long story. I won't even go into that. A campus mm-hmm. I came onto to and didn't even know the name of Jesus, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came from one of the backgrounds, wasn't no play church, none of that. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. Jesus. We didn't play church. We didn't go on Christmas and Easter. It wasn't none of that. But anyway, um, what I'm getting to is this. I remember how um, people would uh, just be saying stuff and I didn't know what they were talking about. You know, I, I just didn't have no, no, I guess you would call it compass in the in the spiritual realm. But when I got saved, I was one of them people that was so hungry and thirsty for righteousness, I just kind of dove in. And all my life I had been told how ugly I was. I had been told, you know, just awful things about myself, but I believe two things about myself. That's what the world gave me and my family gave me. I was smart and I could play ball. That was the only two things I had. So, those are the two things that I had to let go of, though, to Mm. your point. I'll Mm. never forget it. I was on a bus, Uh, Mm. I was playing college ball. I gotten saved. I had my earphones on. We were driving to South Carolina for a tournament. And audibly, I heard the scripture that I had never read come out from mm. among them, be
1: separate.
0: Mm. You, you know, and uh, I mean, the whole thing, and it scared the, the jubilees out of me. And mm. I even heard where it was. I went right to that scripture when I got to my dorm room, mm. I mean, mm. our hotel room. Mm. And the Lord was telling me to quit basketball. I was like, but that's all I got. That's who I am. That's all I got. He said, "You uh, have to wow. let it go." And wow. so I, 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 I played the tournament. We wow. were undefeated. We wow. came back in the snow, eleven wow. o'clock at night, and I went to my coach and told her I was, uh, it's over. I, I and was like, done. Wow. what The devil, she said, "You <laughs> gonna lose a scholarship? You gonna lose that?" I'm like, wow. "You can have wow. it all," and because oh, I was hungry. I took off my tennis shoes. I said you can have those too and walked <laughs> around. You know? But that's the type of spirit I have. But uh, to your point, we do have to let go of the mm. things that were I, I didn't know it was an idol for me, but right. it was. So it's right. so true. So you have any last thoughts before we close out? This is a great conversation, by the way.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just grateful that you would invite me on. I'm real honored. I've watched your ministry, I've seen what you do, and uh, your perseverance and strength is just amazing. So God bless you, my dear sister. and I look a lot long to uh, be in your presence again with your husband. Uh, but my last thoughts to that is if there's someone out there and you are going through a narcissistic relationship and this person is posing as a Christian, and you idolize them and you think they're the greatest thing ever. You need to seek what the Lord wants. okay? because if you feel crippled and you can't grow and your thoughts are being controlled and you can't move and your money is tight and and you just you just got no growth around this person. Come out from among them, like my dear sister said, because Jesus wants to separate you. He left the ninety nine for you and he does his best work in the dark. So when he wants to separate you, get you all alone, because you understand our God is a jealous God now. He wants to get you alone and do one-on-one work. You know, well, you talk about basketball, I love to play one-on-one instead of uh, just playing five-on-five because, see, one-on-one, that person can't run and say, you didn't get busted up by other people. You know what I'm saying? When you get busted right. up, you're going to know who to one bust you up because this jump shot going to your eyeball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. So I yeah. think uh, these people that are out there, lifts, listeners that are listening to Justina and her beautiful show here, Learn to allow God to separate yourself from the others, hear his voice, hear his instructions. And you just might be surprised how he blows your mind. Yes, you will. Well, here's the
0: thing. I'll leave with this. One thing I learned from my narcissistic experience is this, is Mm. one Lord, one God, Mm. one faith, one Mm. Mm. God is God.
1: No, Come on. I
0: don't know anything else. I Hallelujah. know that. And nobody will ever get in that place again. Ever. I don't, if you start traveling that way. We we got big problems. So, anyway. yes. All right, listeners. Well, I pray this conversation has been a blessing to you. It's been inspiring and encouraging. I pray this specific purple thought that uh, Jonathan brought out has blessed your spirit. And if it has, guess what? i got 365 more of them. They're available in my journal, (laughs) Building Hope with Purple Thoughts 2022. You could go to Amazon, pick yourself up one, or if you prefer a signed copy, just email me, justina at justinapage.com. It's been a pleasure having you tune in today. Be sure to tune in next week for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself a blessed day.